Welcome everyone. We're in the middle of a special series. It's a 30-day challenge and um, it's about sharing your faith, evangelizing, and Pastor Jordan's going to tell us a little bit more. Yeah, you've hopefully already enjoyed what we've done so far, uh, but we do want to remind you that as we go through this series, we are asking you to take a step of faith and share your faith with five different people and to do this all within 30 days. It's a big step, but it's a worthwhile one. And again, we hope that you find these conversations helpful, but this challenge goes right along with them. And uh, again, you'll find that in 30 days time, five different people, this is going to be a worthwhile event in your life. So remember, the challenge is for the next 30 days, which I should have already started, you're going to share the gospel with five different people. And we've learned last week that uh, evangelism or sharing your faith is not uh, having to be a scary thing. It's just a matter of sharing who you are in Christ. And we've got some more pointers for you today uh, to take and to learn, uh, take one more step toward uh, sharing that faith. And we'd love to hear from you along the way. We want to hear what you're experiencing encourage you to send an email to the church or to one of the three of us, or you could uh, call us up or pull us over in the hallway uh, on Sunday and say, hey, you know, this is what happened. But we want to hear from you, uh, especially during this time and encourage you and celebrate with you. Okay, welcome to our 43rd podcast, Renew Your Mind. Uh, with us today, we have Senior Pastor Paul Gruenberg, and we have Family and Youth Pastor, uh, Pastor Jordan Chambers, and myself, Dana Hall, as the moderator. Um, we started a series up on witnessing or sharing our faith, and um, we also have a 30-day, uh, we wanted to pose this as a 30-day challenge as to how we do that. And where we ended off last podcast is uh, we wanted to, I guess I'll just pose it with a question because it'll be easier that way. If someone doesn't know how or they're afraid to share his or her faith, um, can you give them any advice on what to do? And if you want to recap anything from the last podcast that I may have missed, go right ahead. Sharing your faith is simply sharing what God is doing in your life. Um, it can be a form of, you know, I was reading my Bible this morning and God spoke to me this way. Or uh, I went to church and I felt the, that God was nudging me or speaking to me about this or that. Um, it can be a Bible class that you're in. You know, if God speaks to you, that, that right there is something you can share with someone else. I mentioned this in the last podcast and uh, thought how it just drives me crazy that as Christians, we don't even share what God is speaking to us or doing in our lives with each other. Mm -hmm. And we have to overcome that somehow as if, um, if we share what God is doing that somebody, somebody other or another Christian will look down on me because I'm not as far as maybe I presume to be or I, I put on airs to be. Uh, those are certainly 
aspects of anxiety or rejection because I'm not as far as maybe I should be. You know, I've been going to church for 30 years. Have you ever shared your faith? Well, I share it every day. I'm kind. Well, have you ever told anyone about Jesus Christ? Well, that's for the church to do. You know, and mm-hmm. and that again, that's how a lot of us were brought up. Uh, that faith is a private matter and it's not something we should necessarily talk about in public. But I would think within the Christian realm, within the community of faith, we should be free to share what God is doing in our lives. And we're not. And mm-hmm. that's a sad state. Hey, you asked two questions in that. One was, mm-hmm. how do you share your faith? And the other is, how do you get over the fear. Yeah, of sharing I guess faith. I did ask two questions. And yeah. I mean they're both very applicable and very useful questions to ask. I think that we over stress um about the method of sharing your faith. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of this. Um have you ever been to a wedding that someone close to you wanted to go to but couldn't attend? And then after you go to that event, you come back and they say, "How was the wedding?" And you don't have a method. You just begin to tell them, oh, it was great. Uh, You know, such and such happened. We did this and that. A so-and-so said an amazing thing, and it touched my heart personally. That's giving a witness to an event. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly how it's supposed to happen when we share our faith. There isn't really this tried-and-true process or, you know, a specific thing that we have to do. It's... Whenever an opportunity arises, we just give. (laughs) We put forward the words that are there. Again, I think it goes back more. It's it's not about how do we do it. Because really, anyone knows. If you've ever told anyone about anything in your life, then you know how to tell someone about Jesus Christ. Because that's all you're doing. Mm -hmm. The core thing is how you get over the scary part of the fear of Mm -hmm. doing that. Because, you know, in that instance, someone's wanting to know. But it's not going to be every day that someone says, hey, would you tell me what you believe about Jesus Christ? That's not <laughs> going to be a common occurrence. <laughs> so more than, other, you know, more often than not, you might have an uphill battle in front of you. You might have, again, something you're afraid of. There's a, a quote. I had to look it up because I wanted to get exactly right that I love from George Patton. And he says, he says courage is fear holding on a minute longer. Because the truth matters, you're not going to get over that scaredness. And you, you don't know in the middle of that conversation how they're going to react. And if they react poorly, are you going to pull out and say, okay, I'll shut up? Or do you commit and say, I know this is upsetting you, but I feel this is important. Or how do you, you, know, how do you go through? Well, as Christians, we have more tools than we recognize, one of which is the Holy Spirit, who's right. promised he would help us with all of those interactions. Mm-hmm. And it's really his job to lead and guide in those moments. Mm-hmm. Um, so much of it has to do with more of a surrender. But uh, that scariness, uh, let's just be honest. It's going to be there. It's- you're going to have scary moments if you're going to commit to being faithful. Again, being a Sunday school teacher, that's scary sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> but you can have a big impact. Yeah. And the same is true of anything. Um when you're telling someone something important because you love them, but you know that it's hard for them to hear, 
or you don't know what they're going to say or do in response. It's scary, Mm -hmm. but you do it because you know it's worthwhile, because you know I love this person, and that's why I'm saying this. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying this because I don't love them or because I want them to love me less. I'm saying this because of how much I value them. That fear is a weapon used against evangelism, I think, from Satan himself, because it's one of the most effective things Mm -hmm. that blocks us as Christians. There's no thinking about it. You just say, oh, maybe an easier opportunity will arise. I'll just wait until that Mm -hmm. time comes. Or I don't know what to say, so I just won't say anything because I don't want to ruin it. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're only going to ruin it if you don't say something. Okay, you might look like a fool once or twice. Then we all do that. But it's better. It's better to give Christ the opportunity to shine <laughs> than to Thank not. You. Mm-hmm. you know, it's the whole little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No. <laughs> okay, well, why are we hiding under a bushel all the time? Because we're afraid somebody because will see it. Because we're afraid yeah. someone will see it. Yeah. So that's, that's where I get into it is, you know what? You're going to be afraid, and that's okay. But if you are afraid, you can ask for help. From, yeah. Like you said, the Holy Spirit, you could ask for help from one of you. You could mm-hmm. ask for help from, I guess it's probably easier to ask for help than, than, there than, are than doing it. Yeah. There <laughs> are ways of reducing that fear, of making it a more comfortable situation. And I can tell you from personal experience that the more often you do it, the more comfortable you are with doing it. And thus the fear does subside if you're willing to commit to it. Right. Yeah. It will go away if because you'll realize the strong effect. And even with a few bad encounters, you'll you'll realize how important it is. And that will be that feeling will be greater than the fear. And and so again, I promise you, if you give it a true college try <laughs> through the fear, persevere, have courage in the middle of the scaredness, um, it's gonna be worthwhile. So, yeah, any, what are some different ways, like, uh, over the next week, we, um, what are some different things we could try? So, one of the things um, that I learned a long time ago was this kind of this image of running up the flagpole of your life, who you are. Mm -hmm. And we do that, you know, if anyone asked from church if I'm a Detroit Lions fan, everyone would know because I've talked about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, in in the sermon or in the service somewhere. So it's a matter of running up the flagpole of your life that you're a Christian. And there are some really, really simple things that you can do um, as a Christian. So I was talking with a young lady uh, a few weeks ago about this. And one of the thoughts was, well, in running up the flagpole of your life, you can tell somebody about a church event you're going to. That's pretty benign, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody yeah. says, hey, can we do this? Well, you know, I can't right here because I'm going to a Bible study or I'm going to a prayer meeting or I'm, you know, involved in my church somehow. That's a real benign way of letting somebody know you're a Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, then one of my favorites is somebody and everyone has issues and problems that they share with others and to simply say, can I pray for you? Or I'll pray for you on that. You don't have to say anything more in their presence. Mm -hmm. You have already stated that God's important to me and I will lift up your situation before God. Or you can say, how could I pray for you in that situation? 
which would then further the conversation along. Simple, it's not in your face, uh, and they understand. And then there's the other aspect of, again, I, I believe that most people are spiritually minded. And once you get past these uh, two flagpole type of things, you can begin to invite somebody. You know, I see you're having a really hard time with this. I know that God wants to help you, you know, something simple like that. Mm -hmm. Or again, it's based on something that occurred, right? Hey, my pastor preached on, or the service was really good. Or if you're regular in your Bible reading, I know God is speaking to you every morning or every night, is to be able to say when you're done with your conversation with God, God, how could I share this with somebody tomorrow? or today, depending on what time you do your devotions. Yeah, that's a good idea. And um, all of a sudden, a conversation, you're talking with a friend who may be on the fence with Christ or, or somewhere in that spectrum, and you say, you know, I was talking with God this morning, and God said this to me. Boy, you want to hear some ears perk up? People are going to know that you take God seriously. And it was just a real, again, you're not trying to share your faith. You're just witnessing to what God is speaking to you about, or you're pointing somebody to, you know, our praise band. My goodness, I just love our praise band. Mm -hmm. Leave it at that. You want to talk about good music, right? Hey, what do you listen to on the radio? Well, I listen to the Promise FM. Mm -hmm. Well, what's the Promise FM? Well, they're a family-friendly radio station. You never have to worry about what your kids are going to hear. Very encouraging. A lot of it talks about God or our relationship with God. So those are some really simple, easy, um, it will raise some, I, Jordan is so right. You know, mm -hmm. until you get used to doing it, everything is going to seem harder than it is. Mm. Yeah. And you'll be a little bit more fearful. I, yeah. I just yeah. think that's true. You can't get around it. I think, we, you know, as far as sharing, tips for sharing your faith, I mentioned I don't think there's a, a specific process you can follow or a method. Mm -hmm. I really think there's there's too many. There's there's so many ways you could do it. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the ways that I've experienced success is in asking adverb questions and questions that start with what, why, how, those things. Mm -hmm. So you talk to someone, maybe you've just met them, you're sitting next to them on an airplane. You're striking up conversation. Mm. You know, what do you do for a living? You know, mm -hmm. those kind of questions. Well, sure. just take those same kind of questions and give them a spiritual bench. You know, so what do you, what do you believe about God? Real open-ended. Mm -hmm. Let them talk. Listen. Give them a sincere attention. Uh, ear. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then chances are they'll ask you what you believe. Mm -hmm. And boom, they've just opened the door. And now you get to tell them anything and everything. Or the vice versa. No, if they tell you something, I believe this, and don't ask you something, well, then just say the next one. Why? Why do you believe such and such? And again, just listen. One of the most amazing things that can happen when you give a true ear to somebody mm -hmm. is that they're willing to listen to what you have to say as well. If you're willing if to you be come curious. In, yeah, if you come in and you say, this is what you should believe, because this is what I believe, they might be like, mm, okay, well, that's that's for you. Yeah. I already know what I believe. 
But if you come in saying, I'm very sincerely interested in knowing what you think about a such and such mm-hmm. thing. And you know, there will be some people who say, I'm not interested in talking about it. Or there might be mm-hmm. some people who they'll give you what they believe, but they don't give you that second chance. But that's really more often not the case. And so I find just personally something that helps me um, because I would much prefer it if someone asked me. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so I just find ways to coach people to asking me. Hmm, and really <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you and that's, plant a seed. That's yeah. right. You just ask them open things. And there's people out there that are more analytical and more logical. And so the kind of things that they're going to respond to are the reasons why Jesus is God based on an evidential basis. Mm-hmm. You know, what are the real reasons? What are the proofs? What are the evidences that we have that the Bible is really true? That's why it's good for us to know our stuff. Mm-hmm. There are some people, though, that are a lot more emotional, passionate, and intimate in the way they live life. And they're going to respond a lot better to the personal stories. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was mentioning, I think, to you earlier that my, my father had been in severe accidents all his life. The one accident should have took his life when he was 17 uh, in, a, in, a, in a car accident. Mm-hmm. It literally embedded his face into the steering wheel. They had to pry it off of the car. Oh, my gosh. And took his entire jaw, 48 broken bones in the face. And he was he was supposed to have been dead, and mm-hmm. they was he was supposed to die in the hospital. And then the doctor said, if he lives, he won't talk. And he became a preacher. <laughs> so, you know, you have amazing things that you know God does in your life and in the lives of those you know that you can use mm-hmm. as pedestals, as stepping stones. And different people are going to react to different things. Sure. So you, you when you listen to people, you'll know a what they already believe, B, what kind of things they respond to, mm-hmm. and then C, you'll know whether or not there's an opportunity for you to show what you have in your life. Mm-hmm. And I really find that to be a very effective way. If you've got you know, more than 15 minutes to talk to somebody, whether you know them well or not, mm-hmm. that's just an excellent way to begin a conversation and to make it meaningful and to actually have a chance of really getting to the core of, of truth and and. A lot of times those conversations will happen on more than one basis. You mm-hmm. know, don't don't assume that don't evangelism to, is a one-time event. You right? don't have to dump it all on the first meeting. That's right. You know, yeah. but sometimes you will find people right. who when they, when it clicks like a light bulb, you just flick the switch. Wow, this is this is real. And they do want to make an immediate change. And so there are some of those events and they're amazing. Sure. But sometimes it takes years. Mm-hmm. of, again, faithfulness. We talked about that last week, of just being faithful and not shutting up because mm-hmm. that's the worst thing we can do as a Christian is just, just mm-hmm. to shut up and be quiet. You know, there's, there's stories all throughout the Bible in the New Testament. You think of Philip and the Ethiopian uh, eunuch. Mm-hmm. That's how he did it. Mm-hmm. He said, hey, I see you're reading a Bible. Do you have, what are you reading? He right. asked him, what are you reading? What's and that? he said, well, I'm reading from such and such. He says, well, do you understand it? Is, you know, does it make sense? He goes, not really. <laughs> I, know, right. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. He says, well, can, if you let me, I'll, I'd, I'd be willing to help you understand it. And guess what? Later on that day, he got baptized because he mm-hmm. accepted Christ. Because, mm-hmm. That's how it happens. And again, it's such an effective way is give people a chance to talk to you and show that you're severely, you know, again, just someone you just happen to meet sure. walking down a road. Mm-hmm. It can happen that way. Right. Or it can happen... Like, uh, you know, the case of Timothy, who was raised by his mother and his grandmother in a faithful manner to the point where 
he grew in Christ under the leadership of his family. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's that way. I, you know, I'm, for me, that was a case where I grew up in a good Christian household and at a very young age, it was my mother who led me to Christ. Mm-hmm. My wife was the same thing. Her sister led her to Christ in a closet one night. It's, you get some of those connections, just being faithful with the very few people around you in your little circles. Mm-hmm. But you know, the worst thing we can do is just do nothing. And I think the best thing we can do is at least ask people what they believe and give yourself a chance to be able to tell them what you believe. Okay. Well, I think that's good. That will, uh, that gives us several very good ways to try over the next week. So uh, keep on the challenge listeners. And what um, I would do is this week is your challenge. Yes. Is to uh, grab a friend who's a Christian and to practice Mm. to just, I mean, if you practice, what is what do they say? Practice makes perfect. Perfect, yeah. Right? And as Jordan's saying, you know, it's over a period of time in doing something that you'll become more comfortable. So why not practice? Sure. What's wrong with practicing sharing a witness or sharing something that God has done with you with someone else who should be on your team, right? You know, teammates talk about the game all the time. And... As Christians, we don't do that. We don't yeah, practice. We really don't. <laughs> you know, so what's the pitch? You know, what's your swing? Mm-hmm. Where's your, where, what's the best place for that ball to be for you to take a, a swing at it? And for us, it's more, of course, the analogy of planting seeds. Sure. So I don't think I'm going to hit a home run every time I get up to base or up to bat. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And when I share my faith, I don't think I'm going to lead someone to Christ all the time either. But if you practice with your spouse who's a Christian or a friend that you have that's a Christian, and you say to them, look at, you know what? I feel like I've been missing out on being more used by God to share about Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I want to practice. Are you willing to practice with me? And then to just try some of these things that we're talking about. Um, I think that would be a great challenge for the next seven days is to find someone great, to practice with. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Okay, thank you very much. That's very specific and things that we can do, um, practice and not be as fearful. So um, thank you everyone for joining us. Um, if you want to join us at the First United Methodist Church, you can do so in person at 215 South Center Street. Um, we have a service at 9 a.m. for uh, traditional and a 1045 contemporary You can also listen to us on Facebook Live, YouTube, or listen to us on the radio. So we encourage you to uh, visit with us any way that that fits into your life. Um, And thanks, everyone, for listening. Mm -hmm.